Tell me about yourself. That is the lead question that you'll get in many job interviews. And maybe sometimes as an icebreaker socially. And what people, I think, expect to hear is, you know, what kind of, where, where are you in your life? You know, what, what do you, what do you got going on? What have you accomplished? And what defines you? And it's so hard to say specifically what you, what, what do you want to know about me? You know, and there's this tap dancing that kind of goes on with a lot of us to be definitive, but also be entertaining. Some of us kind of freeze and freak out and say, well, not much. But we're all very interesting. Uh, I, I think it, it, there's things inside us, you know, if we just pull them out and we package them in, in, our, in, in presenting ourselves in the best possible way, that we have a lot of things going on. And, and, you know, each one of us is complex and unique and different and bold. But the flip side of that is, you know, some of us are very definitive in what we want to do or what defines us. I'm a race car driver. I work on Wall Street. I am, uh, I'm a writer. I'm an athlete. And so all the accolades that come with this thing defines you. You know, I can speak from the world of, of art. You know, as, a, as an artist, you, you start to get a little competitive. You know, I, I'm, I just got, I just booked this job or I'm working with, with this actor or this director. And so you get the, uh, oh, wow, man, it's fucking great. And then that's it. So then you have to move on. And you, some folks build this, I guess for lack of a better term, maybe this treasure chest and you're presenting it out to the world especially in, in social media, of I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm so busy, I'm so awesome. Are you? I mean, what if I don't care about that? What if I don't care that you're making like incredible movies? Or what if I don't care that you just booked this uh, incredible job? What if I'm not interested in that you just got this, you know, extraordinary, you made this extraordinary deal at J.P. Morgan Chase for your financial company in Wall Street? I mean, we, I, I want to know other things about you, but if that's the, what happens if the thing that defines you is taken away, who are you? Uh, I mean, at, at some point that happens to us, you know, whether it's something physical or something that we love or someone we love and our world gets turned upside down. And so what do we do? You know, who are we? I, to this day, I find myself walking in the streets of Manhattan and I'll just kind of take a step back and say, gosh, who am I? <laughs> and I've been asking that question for many, many, many years. I think the only difference now and then, well, there's actually several differences, but back then I was like, I got to do this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Rah, ambition. And I didn't bother asking that question. Or if I did, it was, I'm these things that I'm doing. 
I, I can't really point to those things anymore because I don't think I outwardly accomplish things, um, you know, that I can point to because that's bullshit to me. To me, it doesn't matter. But when I ask myself that now, I, it's not fearful. I, I don't avoid the question. In fact, I invite it. I like it. I like asking myself, who am I? Because I do want to remain seeking. I do want to remain curious, which is kind of the whole point of the, you know why I named this show The Curious World. Because that's the point. I think you always need to to search and investigate and learn uh, not just the world, but who you are and what defines you. And, and those things change. You know, some folks are the same person they were 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was, gosh, maybe even five months ago. And I, I admire that. I, I mean, if I... I think you have to acknowledge some things about who you are. And that's one thing I think, you know, that I am evolving. And, you know, I guess there's a point in me that I wish I could say, like, all right, damn it. You know, just buckle down and, and you know, be this thing. But I can't help it. You know, I just, there's so many other things I want to learn about and so many things that I want to do. And I do constantly grow. I get I constantly get new information and it changes me. It changes who I am. Um, so this, this, this all, this kind of is registering because, um, because of this, this particular episode, you know, um, you see a lot of things on social media and it kind of floods your senses of all the people that you may know, or even celebrities, maybe on Twitter or whatever of the, they're doing all these cool things, but it's a mask. It's a veil, just like everything else. Nobody puts their worst case scenario out and social media, they put their, typically their best case, or they're brooding, or they're complaining about, you know, there's some political rant. Well, Shuli, my guest today is Shuli Halleck, who's been on the on the show many times, and she and I did kind of a, a, a deep dive on social media, and what does this all mean, and, you know, how does this play into our actual lives? Um, I don't know, I... <laughs> I feel like a lot of it comes from from being scared, being scared to face the person in the mirror, because who you are when you win should be the same person as when you lose. It's character. And what I've learned in my rising and my descending and rising and descending is that not everybody is comfortable with their wins and their losses. I just feel like why fear the dark? when you have so much light inside. You know, uh, Joseph Campbell has a great quote. You know, he says, life has no meaning. Each of us has meaning and we keep it, or we bring it to life. It is a waste to be asking the question when you are the answer. I, I know I could have read that better. I fucked it up, but, you know, what do you want? Um, anyway, um, as, you, as I said before, uh, Shuli Halleck has been on the show many times. I absolutely love her. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Um, and she's super smart. And I learned so much about uh, the world and her and, and myself. 
every time I have an opportunity to, to hang out with her. And this conversation, uh, I think you'll, you'll feel the same way. I think maybe you'll see a reflection of, of your lives, too, as we, as we discuss the emotional perils of uh, social media. So, without further delay, episode 105 of the Vandertrong Curious World podcast, Shuli Halleck, Likes versus Love. Oh, oh uh, by the way, you can follow uh, Shuli on Twitter, at Shuli Halleck. Also, at Net Invisible. Enjoy the show. Yo, you're listening to Vandal Tron's Curious World Podcast. This is crazy. What's the difference between me and you? What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Got the pins and pencils, got down to business. But sometimes the business end of this shit can turn your friends against you. But you was a real nigga, I could sense it in you. I still remember the window of the car that you went through. That's fucked up. Notion of notoriety and approval. And it's something that I've actually has been in a major conflict for me. And I think most people have it as, as somebody who has ambition, but certainly people who consider themselves artists. Uh, this, this, this compulsion to be recognized, but, but at the risk of salacious in that way of recognition. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on that? So for me, I, I have an issue, I guess, with like the need, the need to be. Hey, your phone. Oh, that's oh. me. I thought that was you. See how powerful see, this see, yeah. is? Talking about approval. I'm already getting <laughs> phone calls. Oh my God, I'm so popular. Um, you can take it. Is no. it a text? You can text me. No, back. is it? it I don't, I don't need it. I don't need people's approval. Oh, uh, so I, I sometimes, I guess for me, this is a, an issue of like authenticity, right? Where it's like, I, how do I phrase this? So what is this? I understand the need for approval. I get it viscerally. But at what point are you just seeking approval over authentic connections? And then who are you for real as a person? Like, I'd rather know the person. And it, it, it tends to, I find myself, it tends to upset me when the people that I feel like I relate to very closely, uh, like, seek appro- a, a, approval from external sources for just for the sake of approval i don't know if i'm making myself clear but you know this is the conflict that i um it's pretty much on the you know that really was the deciding factor of you know the turning point of of you know of of my life you know yeah. I, I think you know I, I you know i came to new york as you know wanting to be an artist and a storyteller and an actor and a filmmaker yeah and then you know what I found was that I was 
So initially, I, I, you know, I started auditioning and, and you know, tried to make my way as an actor, and I was pigeonholed. So I, I took the initiative of like, oh, I'm going to create my own projects. And so while I was doing that, and I found other like-minded individuals who wanted to do that as well, I found that we were all kind of battling for social media likes. Yeah. And it's like you put forth all this effort to create this, this product essentially so you can get like you know likes or people like say like oh my god that's awesome and then what because there was such a huge leap to get from that to like major distribution to you know like Miramax looking at your project or something and so what I found was that my peers were were and are content with that and I thought, like, that has nothing to do with art. That's that's actually narcissism. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like part of this is, like, at a certain point, fame bec- makes you a symbol for something. It's not really even about you as an individual. You symbolize a thing or multiple things for people, and then they put you on a pedestal and adore you for whatever those things are. We all know that whatever you're adored for isn't really who you are as a person. Even if you embody an ideal, no one person is just one thing. We're like multi-layered in a lot of ways. So I feel like for me, I would have a hard time, let's, let's say for example, having a relationship with someone that was like a mega huge star if they weren't aware of the fact that they were a symbol. Like, at a certain point, you need to be able to park that part of yourself that is that has become a symbol for people and be able to be a person the rest of the time. So, and in general, we do this as a society. Like, we build people up and then tear them down. Like, we build up celebrities and we're like, oh my God, they failed spectacularly and, like, we just rip them to shreds. Um... And, you know, there are certain, like, megastars that I've, don't know, obviously don't know personally, but, like, from what I've heard about them speak, there are people that I admire that, like, like uh, there's an art, a singer, uh, Sia, for example, who um, I've been following for a while, but what I like about her, she's, like, fame is very destabilizing, and then she'll just kind of wear this, like, hair wig mask over her face because not because she wants to hide herself but she's just like this isn't me I'm a symbol and all of this is destabilizing anyway so I'd rather have my privacy about it I'm kind of like okay I get that at a certain point like your talent your talent or who you are can the trajectory can take you to a place where you become like an actual famous star that everyone sees but they're only seeing part of you and that part of you isn't all of you and I feel like if you're going to actually survive that you have to know that about yourself how do you think that correlates to how people uh, communicate with their own interpersonal relationships I think people put out what they want to be seen so like you put the best of yourself, your greatest hits, you know, like sure. well, that's, your amazing that's vacation. Human, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think people want to be seen as these, like, and again, I, I, I think that that is our right as people, right? Like you, we, for us, 
to be free, we have to have the freedom to put to control what it is we show about ourselves. So you're not going to be like, I'm this douchebag that's like just sitting, you know, whatever, like sleeping with all these women, unless it's like a, a good quality that you want to show about yourself. But like I just sit around in my pajamas all day and do nothing and I'm depressed. You're going to put out like... Look right. at all the fun I'm having, and right. all the Vacation drinks I'm having, and like all the cool people, right? Like all the right, all the this amazing looking food I'm eating, and all this money I'm spending, and the jet, you know, whatever. Like you put out the very best of yourself, um, so that arguably other people see you, and you're like, oh my god, I want to live that person's life, or I'm so jealous of them. Well, even even lower, it's just like. That guy's cool. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah. Um, and then that's reciprocated to the individual of like, yeah, okay, then I'm validated. Right, I've, right. I've... Instant, well, that's what we're talking about, right? Instant validation mm-hmm. of like, hey, man, you're... You're the best. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even, even on a lower level of like, you're not a piece of shit. Because that's, that's, I honestly, you know, that's a lot, that's what a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people struggle with like, I'm horrible, I'm terrible, I'm useless. And, you know, they'll well, go on w- social media, I'm like, oh my God, fuck this. So I wonder, like, there are people, look, I get it. And I, there are times where I'm like, I, the validation on social media, for whatever reason, is like, I want to check how many likes I got, you know? And if I sit there and ask myself, why do I care? I stop caring. But I have to get to that point. But there are people that like... They really care well, they, very they, much about the about the Facebook likes that they get. They actually get commerce from that. They do, or it's just like, oh, this is hard. So like, I, I have a friend who, like, again, but this points to something else that she really cares about the likes that she's getting on certain things on Facebook, and if she's not getting enough likes, it's sort of like. It's upsetting her. But the the part that correlates to the rest of her is like, she's also just become obsessed about talking about Facebook likes. You know, so I'm just like, okay. Are they posts or photos or? It's posts. Like, so is it political or? Funny. Oh, so she has an agenda, right? Mm-hmm. She's just, I need to make sure that these are people funny like and reaching. Yeah, that people like my comedy. Oh, but, but. To, for a career or? For her. Okay. I right. guess, yeah. That's fine. It's not like, she's funny. It's fine, but it's also like, it becomes a care, you know, that like, it becomes weight on you that you're thinking about this and checking it. And, which I get, I really do, but also for me at a certain point, it's like, why... Why do I care about this? Because it's dopamine. Yeah. You know, when you meet somebody yeah. and you find them attractive, yeah. you have, you, there's a yeah. chemical reaction that you get, right? Yeah. So it's when approval. I say, but I mean, I don't even mean like sexually. I mean, just no, somebody it's a, that, it's just approval. that stimulates you. Yeah. Like, this person I, likes me, yeah. Like when I see you, right. I, you know, I'm sure there's yeah. some sort of chemical reaction that I have because I, I you know, I, I, I like you. I love you. So that's better than a Facebook like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to everybody's door and tell them. But I like you. <laughs> I, I, 
you know, but that is this, that's almost the same reaction, you know, when you get that yeah. on, on, on social media of yeah. like that, that, that dopamine. Yeah. And, and, and it can be addictive, right? So when you get like a certain amount of likes and then you start comparing to somebody else, I'm like, oh my God, that's 18 more than I did. But so, it, it's a personal validation, right? And, and it is. So I, I wonder about this, like, I, I wonder in general about our need to be seen. Like, I wonder the, the internal dialogue that we have. We don't know what other people are thinking, right? Um, but, like, what, what are the fantasies that people have about their lives? And who, who is it that they're trying to impress in their head? Like, you can't be trying to impress everyone. You don't know these people individually. So who, like, who is it that is this ultimate person that you're like, if only they could see me, they could like see how great I am and you know whatever it is right because I feel like there's well here here's the antithesis of that so is that do you think that's help or hindrance I think okay, it's wait, wait, a, wait. I think it's a wound <laughs> so let's say like somebody is a you know a, a real scumbag on social media right and say like a real misogynist mm. and like Degrading to like you know is like very yeah. sexual in his comments and and like he's talking about like he's very objectifying the women, but then in his normal life he's like fine, so by definition that provides an outlet. So is that an escape and that he's able to blow it all out on like like his well, sexist so, tweets? So, so for one or, thing, or or is that something that like is germinating and then like dude you should really. Cut that at the root. So I will say that, like, I don't think people can fully compartmentalize themselves. Like, I feel like if you're a scumbag in one part, even if you try to make yourself out to be this amazing person, parts of you are still going to come out as a scumbag, okay? So, like, whatever, to name names. Like, I feel like Bill Maher is kind of like a douchey scumbag. Like, he kind of makes himself out to be the... Well, his show is intellectual and, and, and like really appeals to the liberals but when i stopped watching his show because i'm like this guy's kind of like a sexist scumbag like he really makes these derogatory comments that are like if you're really saying that that's what you really think otherwise you wouldn't say it like it would bother you to even think it and say it so whatever he's smart and his show is funny but i also feel like you can't compartmentalize yourself fully but can't we? But don't we judge people on behavior? So, but, well, yeah, but using, I am but, judging him so on his behavior. Up. Yeah, but he's saying things, right? So yeah. using his outlet. So he's saying this on his show, right? But he's not going out and he's not beating up people. He's not. He's not doing any crime. Well, I don't know if he is, and I don't care if he is. All I'm saying is like, well, there's no evidence that he is. There's no evidence, but uh, look. It doesn't. What I'm saying is that you can't compartmentalize yourself. That I well, feel he, like he's also an if anomaly. You ma- if you make, if you, if you I, make, I, I'm just, I, the the point I'm making is more of the the private citizen. What I'm saying is that if you, as whoever you are as a person, let's say you make racist jokes, there's a part of you that's somewhat racist, even if you find that to be funny. But if you're just making jokes based on this person's skin color or whatever. Part of you is also just seeing the world that way, is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying you're right or wrong or funny or not funny. I don't really give a shit. But in general, like, I kind of look at... I will look at you and be like, 
there's a part of you that really believes that. Otherwise, you wouldn't find it funny and you wouldn't say it. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually do think there's a boundary for certain But isn't things. that some sort of therapy, right? They can blow it out? Yeah, it is. I think it is therapeutic, sure. I just don't think you can hide behind the fact that you're just saying it's, it's a joke. So what about the guy who is acting out and oh. becoming a complete troll on social media? But, you know, but... Oh, in real life, is not on those impulses in real life. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like that was the South Park episode. Probably. <laughs> All of know. life's answers are are in, are South, in South Park. Park. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, is that a help or a hindrance? To what? To to like have an outlet. To have a, per, a online persona. I feel like at least, yeah, it's a way to deal with your repressed energies, but it may actually just exacerbate them. It may, it may make that shadow part of you feel more powerful. Right. So, so circling back to you know our original point of discussion of, you know, so all these people who are craving this attention, mm-hmm. that's a part of their maybe that's a part of their personality that. That is that that requires that, but you know, it enables them, that empowers them to function in their real life. Maybe, but I I think well, it's a it's a good question. So we all we all have our shadow parts, but I feel like we all have, all have this need to be seen, which is just a fundamental part of being human. Like we want. When we do something when we're kids, we're like, mommy, mommy, look, look, look what I'm doing, right? Like, there's this real, like, look at me, I'm doing something and I want you to see it. And, but there's also parts of us that get very repressed that we don't even see. And I, I feel like when those things get liked without us really fully uh, processing them, it can just feed into that shadow part that's like... Uh, whatever, Part, parts that can get very sort of dark and dangerous, but just liked, you know? So racist parts of us or like hurtful parts of us. Right, right? but it's is like it, approving of what you're doing. Would you, wouldn't you prefer that they blow it out in this imaginary world than act out it in real life? I don't think there's a difference. So I think at some point, if it's getting acted out in an imaginary world, it will cross over into the real world. Well, there, there's there's reports that you know men who you know go to men who go to script clubs go home and just live a very perfunctionary life. They don't like abuse their wives or. Uh, I don't know. I mean, whatever. These reports are very weird because, like, I what. What if, what if that just gives them, what if it just enables these men to feel like they can just have affairs then? So is that bad? Is that good? All I'm saying is like, at, at least just be authentic with yourself. Like if you don't want to be in the marriage, sure, this is very much easier said than done. But like the authentic part is just like, I'm not happy being married to you whatever period you have a conversation about it or you don't the marriage lasts or it doesn't last but if you have to hide that from your spouse you're going to continue to hide whatever it is you're doing whether it's like you're taking your repressed energy 
and having sex with other women at a strip club, um, just having affairs, you're still not really dealing with the issue, which is you're in a, you're in a some sort of situation you don't want to be in. But it really comes down to uh, approval, right? Well, yeah, whether it's internal or external, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, circling back to yeah. our, our, our first Yeah, topic. yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that is something that is innate and is just enhanced by a technology or it's because of technology? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's innate. This is a, a human need to, to be seen and liked. Um, and technology or has evolved or we've let it evolve to a point where it just enhances that. Like it goes hand in hand, like you said, with our dopamine responses. So all these likes and pings and dings and whatever triggers a, a chemical response in our bodies, which is not technology, right? Like technology is external to that, but it's just triggering all these like actual hormonal responses in us it's like making us feel gratified so we just keep going back for more and more um and our minds can't separate that it's like a stupid phone <laughs> that's like dinging you know as opposed to like actual real you know someone knocking on your door and being like i love you well, it's equivalent of that it's right? equivalent our minds can't tell the difference yeah right I mean, emotionally, right? So Yeah, our bodies are... It's the same for our body as it is one or the other, but we can't tell the difference. Like, So if somebody knocked on your door and said, Hey, uh, you know, I, You're amazing. I love you. Yeah. Well, how's that bad? Is that bad? No, it's so, not. It's Through the power of technology, you're delivered that same message. You are, but what's real? Like, what... We become... Sim we just become symbols. We become things that are externalized. But is that bad? What do you mean by bad? Well, what if, is, if, we, bad if, if we agree that they're the same, it's just well, the what, difference But what is, is good or bad? What does that mean? Like, I don't understand what that... Well, I, I just want to make sure that for what you're saying, it's the same, right? Well, I just think our mind makes things real or not real. So what good or bad is... These are just labels that we put on things. It's what, what is relevant to your life. Like people that you don't know giving you a thumbs up, is that really, is that real? Is that real to you? Does that matter in your life? Some people, yeah. Okay, great. That's fine. I don't, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, then why? Why are people that you don't know, even if it's hordes of people, even if it's millions of people, at a certain point, these people aren't in your actual life. Like, if you were depressed and needed a place to crash, or, I don't know, maybe that's a but, bad but, example. But, but wait a minute, the power of technology, it, it, I mean, it creates communities of people that may never even meet, right? And yeah, but, but I feel like um, the way our, our brains have evolved, you know, the way our bodies and brains have evolved for hundreds of thousands of years is... We have, it, it's very tribal. So we have rings of like closeness, right? Where you can really only have like five people that you truly, truly, truly care about. Um, like if something bad happens, there's only on, you can count on 
your hand, those people that you would turn to and be like, I want to talk to this person about it. And then there's the, you know, circle outside of that that are like your acquaintances where it's like, what am I doing on my Saturday night? And who do I want to go out drinking with? And blah, blah, blah. And the, mm-hmm. the, that's a little bit bigger. And then there's like the circle beyond that, which is like people that you just know. And like, who can I connect? Do I know this person that does this thing or whatever, right? Um, so our, my, our mind has a hard time distinguishing real from virtual, just by nature. Um, I kind of don't, I don't think that it's bad or good. I just feel like we should at least know that the likes that were the virtual, uh, gratification that we're getting is virtual, that it's not, it's not a, it's, they're real people, but are these the real people in your life in the way that you're, you think they are? Does it matter? It matters only if it matters for you. Like, I feel like it, if you're going, you know, do you, uh, I, if you need that, that I mean, close I, I person found, to talk to that I mean, really I, knows you, do these people really know you? There are people who listen to my show that, you know, live in New Zealand that I found out and people who live That's in awesome. London. I, pro- I, I mean, I'd love to meet them. I probably won't. But would you but, turn to but, them but if you were in a tour? They, 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 they could be like, they could be bots. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they just replied to me. And well, said, so, like, so what I'm saying I'm is like, like, hey, I live in, New, you know, they right. tell me where they live. Well, look, you and I met through your podcast, but I consider you a very close friend. Like, podcast, no podcast. If something happened and I needed to talk to someone, I'd be like, hey, I want to talk to you. But off the podcast, right? Like, <laughs> what I mean is like the, the, the the virtual part of it like the likes and the whatever that we get that that's like that's all awesome but there are times that like you're going through something and and you just need the actual person i don't know if that's if i'm rambling or whatever but so by definition one is better than the other no i just think we just have different needs and they need to be filled in different ways and i just think we shouldn't mistake one for the other I think that's fair enough. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Okay. Well, that's. I think that's a good way to close this and about the dangers of of likes. You know what? Why don't they have a love button? What if you really? I feel love? like that's way too real. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm willing to put it out there that I love certain things. I feel I. Part of me feels like the, they tried to do that and it was just, it didn't work. Uh, really? That, like a double like? Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Hmm. I don't know, but I'm down for trying more of that. Like, let's see what happens. Well, I mean, I think, you know, with our current culture, I think there's this, also this kind of standoffish of like, I'm too cool for school. Yeah. And I like, I don't love. Yeah. 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 And if you do, if you put yourself out there and you're kind of a uh, aberration of like this weirdo. Yeah. Then, so it is a fine line, I guess. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But this is, this is the tidal wave. So this is the way people communicate now. And yeah. This is, you know, yeah. I, I think as we get more and, and I think people, you know, in the corporate world, they're going to, you know, I, I think they're kind of 
adopting social media and you know 20 30 years from now I think it'd be interesting to see you know what how social media evolves yeah. um, uh, like for instance like in, in this in your building do you have like any kind of like group chat or no but I feel like that's because it will only uh, backfire on the building what do you mean well, there's just enough, like, the, the the costs to the building are more than the benefits. So, like, the building fucks up enough. Like, our elevators go down or they do shit that, like, if there was group chats, there would be enough momentum for people to be like, you guys screwed up and make There'd it right. There'd be too much negative comments too, rather than the, positive. The, pos- the negative would outweigh the positive, I oh, think. Oh, I see. Yeah. So for it, it, this is a great example of why it would, like, you know, behoove them to not have us unionize or like come together, <laughs> because I know there have been times where like I've talked to people in the elevators and I'm like this is ridiculous like the elevators are always at and they're like yeah like, you know you talk to one or two people like yeah like this sucks, but see you know and that's but momentum that, but that's the thing about uh, the human condition we rally. We do. Oh, on, 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 We're tribal. Yeah. Yeah, we rally on, on adverse community, on, yeah. on adverse situations. Yeah. So well, isn't it but, interesting but, but when like, like if you management... were in the elevator, if you were in the elevator, you'd be like, oh my god, this this day is a, it's eighty degrees, it's amazing. They'd be like, go fuck yourself. I don't or they'd care. be like, okay, cool, yeah, you're out there, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah. you go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. But but we rally and we become, yeah so like, you see companies or, or buildings that like incentivize people to like give us good reviews and you'll be like we'll put you in a raffle for like a $250 blah 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 yeah, nobody ever wins yeah nobody ever wins or like one person wins but the benefit to the institution is way better right where it's yeah. like all these people gave you a great review so when someone's looking to rent an apartment in this building they're reading the reviews whereas like if they're like, here's a forum for all of you people to get together and complain. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to rant and rave like, oh my God, the elevators work so well today. Like, everyone would be like, okay, for the most part, two or of like, the five like, elevators work. Like the 18-wheeler yeah. with a bumper sticker. How's my driving? Yeah, and it has right. Oh my God, this truck driver in front of me, his driving is amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, honk if you're horny. You know, like, you don't honk, you're not horny. So, honk if you're horny. <clears throat> Well, any any uh, any reference to honking or horning is a good way to put a button on a conversation. <laughs> uh, so, Shirley, thank you for uh, you know. I, I I think at this point I can't even call you a guest anymore. I think you're more of a collaborator. <laughs> anyway, thank you as well, always likewise. for coming on, sharing your thoughts on likes and loves and social media and the perils and pitfalls of all that good stuff. Can't um, wait for more. Um, my sweet listeners as always thank you for for tuning in and dedicating your time to the show Uh, Bodhisattva go out and do good in the world thank you I'm at the fight Betting kind of like Bellman Only took a trip to the truck twice Unpacked the Mac 11 and their mattress Stuffed six figures in my damn air mattress uh, I'm in love with large bills And down with a fat ass Then wasting tall heels Yeah, it's the tough London Honey cares in the trunk Time to give it back to Sean
for a minute, now I'm back with the jump off. Goons in the club, case something jumps off. You back up for the hive, let the pump off. In the graveyard is where you get stumped off. All we wanted to do is party. Buy everybody at the bar for party. Black Barbie dressed in Bacardi. I'm trying to leave and see my Ferrari. Spread love, that's what a real mob do. Keep it gangster, look out for your people. I'm the wicked bitch of these. You better keep the peace. There was room for improvement. Our presence is felt like a black panther movement. Seven quarter to eights, back to back, and I'm sitting on chrome seven times. So that's for my
rolling. Go to cedar, stash in the dash, hold two heaters, block out, put holes through beaters, ghetto fast, stroll through cheaters, ballin'. Brooklyn Dawn, addicted to Chris, hooked on Dawn, G, hook a song. Ma, I wanna see how you lookin' thong, hustlin', guys are simple, cause I chop rock the size of Mentos. Blame me, I tried to hen hold, look at the hurt, your eyes swing closed. Pimpin', here's a new way to flirt, I listen to the two-way alert, it goes. Let's go, VIP, go raise your skirt. Holla back, youngin'. Go ahead, baby. Holla back. Go ahead, baby. Holla back, youngin'. Go ahead, baby. Holla back. Go ahead, baby. Holla back, youngin'. Go ahead, baby. Holla back. Go ahead, baby. Holla back, youngin'. Go ahead, baby. Holla back. Go ahead. 